Welcome to the Kids Ministry and Leadership Podcast. I'm Andy Kirk, and this month we're going to be joined by Beth Cunningham from Church of the Highlands. I know you are going to love what she has to say, so let's dive straight into this month's content. Well, a big welcome to you, everyone who's watching or listening. Uh, I've got with me today Beth Cunningham from Church of the Highlands. Welcome, Beth. Hello, friends. So good to be with you. Um, Whether you're watching this or you are listening later on the podcast, uh, I really wanted to take some time to uh, unpack uh, some concepts that we're always talking about, Beth, and and maybe um, some people have heard you speak or talk about this before. Um, But before we dive in, just for those that may not know you, can you just give us a quick uh, summary of what you do at Church of the Highlands and your role there? Yeah, Andy, I'm so excited to be with you all. And um, yes, yeah, so I'm Beth. Hi. Um, I've been married to my high school sweetheart for 26 years. What? Um, and I've been on team here at Highlands for 15 years. So I oversee everything that has to do with kids ministry, um, special needs, everything from babies through elementary. I also oversee our women's ministry as well. That's my, that's my other job. But um, the next generation certainly has my heart. And you know, just excited to uh, talk about, you know, Gen Alpha and how kids are learning today. And we're always uh, tweaking things. We we, we want to think that we're incessant tweakers, you know, constantly yes. uh, trying new things and, um, you know, just working on our Sunday services, service flows, everything, just trying to figure out how does this generation respond. Uh, my kids are 24 and 21. And I just think how much kids change, even in the last 10 or 15 years. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's just it's so it's good. I love these conversations so we can all kind of learn and grow and, um, you know, steal each other's ideas. That's what I do. I stalk people's social medias and then I'm like, oh, we're doing that. Totally. totally. <laughs> it's not stealing. It's not stealing in, in sharing. industry. It's sharing resources. But As um, we should. We were at a, a roundtable together and very quickly um, you just prompted a, a thought about that uh, that lady who was a professor or something that they just gave that snapshot of like 40, 50 years of kids ministry and the curriculum arc. It was, it was um, absolutely amazing. I'm not going to try and redo it, but literally from just watching, um, watching the arc or that, or the circle really going around and around again of, of how children learn, how we've delivered this, how we've gone from um, it being so parent focused to swinging back to the church, taking church. this, for me as a kids pastor uh, now for uh, around 20 years, uh, I've seen that. I came in and it was, you know, that Sunday school here in Australia, definitely then that whole leadership development emerged and we were focusing on leaders and we're crafting services and we're doing so well. And we we got it down to a fine art of ministry um, presenting out, but then realizing, oh, hang on, there's got to be this parent engagement that's happening as well. Right. And then you go there, then all of a sudden it, you, you blow up what you're doing in your own service to go, are the children learning even here in a, in a way that, that's working or how they're learning at school and so much of that? Um, a number of years ago, One Hope put out a research guiding children. You're a part of that. That helps yeah. shape some of your thinking around what you're doing at Highlands. Can you just dive into that a little bit to give um, some thoughts around that? It, 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 now, that... I'm going to um, make that available to anyone who's watching or, or listening uh, where they can get that uh, guided children's uh, study, but because there's so much in it, we can't cover it today, but can you just give it yeah. your thoughts of where, of really what it shaped for you at Highlands? 
Yeah, I think when we started looking at the guiding children, which looked a lot at technology use amongst, yep. you know, the generation and, um, you know, just uh, parenting trends, what the parents were looking to the church to do, kind of like what we think we think what children's pastors think they're supposed to be doing versus what mom and dad think that children's pastors yep. are doing. And so there were just some disconnects of um, perceptions. One that really stood out to me was we would have said, oh, you know, infrequent attendance on Sunday is, you know, due to sports. I'm sure this is true in Australia, right. but here yeah, in America, totally. you know, everybody's in competitive something from the time they're like yep. six, it seems like. And so every children's yep. pastor in America is blaming infrequent attendance on um, competitive sports and those types of things. But when we actually, that research revealed that really the primary reasons were things like sickness or wow. perhaps divorce and just really shook up a lot of our assumptions um, yeah. as to, you know, the rhythms of family life, the rhythms of parenting. And then on the learning side, it really reinforced a lot of what we knew, uh, the beginning kind of ideas of discovering how children learn today, how can we utilize technology, video, um, you know, the whole uh, YouTube influence. I mean, this this research was being done in, in 2018, I think is when it released. Yep. And so now you yep. fast forward five years and yes. it was really so cutting edge to say, wow, perhaps the longer videos aren't the answer anymore or the longer sermons. Perhaps we need to look at things in bite-sized chunks, um, just attention spans. So it really was the beginning of the research that kind of propelled us into a new direction, especially when it comes to that elementary experience for kids when we have them on Sundays. And then also really like a heart check, like don't assume we know what mom and dad are going through. Chances are yes. our assumptions may be off. And that, that, yeah. that research really helped uh, kind of soften and change our hearts toward, you know, where our parents are going from coming yeah. from. Yeah. It, and it's interesting because like you said, that was five years ago, you throw in their COVID uh, lockdowns yep. here in Australia, massive lockdowns. I know in parts of America also, and then the re-emerging church coming out of that. I'm now seeing that um, we went this this arc of of okay. So how are the children learning here, and what are we providing? The research showed that pre-COVID, less than ten percent of churches created resources for families, and so. Coming out the other end now, we're saying, right, everyone got on and they were trying, you know, they're setting up their cameras and they're putting out all the oh, yeah. resources. But it, it either wasn't sustainable or, it, it you know, it, people got screen fatigued and now it's a little bit like, okay, how do we do this well? And we've now landed at this place. And I think for many of those that are watching or listening here are saying, okay, what do we keep that did work or what do we change? What do we tweak? But essentially, how can we how can we bring this together to both make um, Sunday church and Monday um, fit together at Highlands? Let's start with Sunday around that. So smaller bite sized uh, video clips and even teaching components. Yep. But really, what what is something that has um, that you've you've shaped even prior to to COVID, but definitely coming out? You're like, oh, this is what. This is what Gen Alpha, this is what the kids are craving for right now. Um, I think I know the answer to this, but I'll, I'll let you uh, yeah, unpack that a bit. Sure. 
I mean, philosophically, you know, we really hung our hat on that we believe children learn best in circles, not rows. And so, you know, everything for us was designed around how often, how much can we put kids in small groups? And so they're interacting with the screen, as you said, Andy, watch a four minute clip, but then they immediately turn and they're talking to their leaders, um, you know, in a guided conversation around what this video content that we hope is compelling, right? And, and, you know, resetting uh, every five minutes. What's interesting about Gen Alpha is they are um, face uh, face to face deprived. So um, I think the latest mm. research is saying that the, by the time a Gen Alpha child is seven years old, they will have spent one year of their life in front of a device, in oh, front of a wow. screen. Okay, that's the wow. research, right? And you know, so the, so you would joke and say their first babysitter was an iPad, and so there's so much screen time. And then we know also that that really ramped up during COVID. Obviously, yeah. all of us were on screens for many reasons, um, some good and some just, dear Lord, we're surviving. So let's just watch, you know, another Bluey, you know, an episode. Um, so yep. we know that screen is there, but now Gen Alpha, they're showing signs of a lack of like like face to face. So, so we, we take that information and say, Oh my goodness, like these children actually need an adult, a, you know, a high school student, a college student, they need an mm. older person in their life to actually look them in the eyes and talk to them yep. because they're already deficits um, just generationally. And, you know, that's why they're seeing the, you know, some of the lack of empathy and some of the socialization skills um, yep. that these these gaps that are in Gen Alpha. And again, those those things were trending before the pandemic and COVID just obviously kind of exacerbated that. So as a church, we've got to say, you know, what difference can we make? It's the it's so old school, but like it's the power of looking a child in the eye and, yep. you know, calling them by their name. Um, yes. You know, how do we have more face to face conversation? How do we encourage um, peer to peer conversation, you know, so they can really learn how to recapture some of those friendship skills yep. um, that were lost over those kind of two years of just yuck um, that we all walk through. So we're really focused on those things. So it's so interesting how the guiding children research was already pointing in that direction. I know, amazing. And then, you know, we had this kind of two year wildness in the world. And now we have this generation that has so much strength, you know, the most, most diverse generation in human history. Yep. Um, they're going to be probably the most resilient generation. You know, there's so much strength, but I think it's like, now it's like game on, on Sunday, we have an hour and 10 or 15 minutes. What can we pour yes. into them relationally? Yep. Um, yeah, I just get really excited about it's, that. It, it's so much gold in there. And it's incredible what you're saying there in in the context that I go back the last 10 years, maybe even within uh, Kids Church and, and Children's Ministry, where we've been trying to deliver content. And 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 we're not not doing that now. I mean, we still are. Sure. But the content, content was king. And, and I remember, you know, early 2000s, curriculum coming out on DVDs and, you know, and we're video curriculum big and set, then we're doing this. Big decor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And big so stage. we're massive and it's all up the front here and the games and the, and, and, and the show. And, and it's amazing that, that now it's relationship and, and what, and what the kids want is, is relationship. And whereas the content is more, how can we empower the parents to be, walking through this and so my i spend a lot of my time now sitting going okay so here's the big thought from the sunday but really how can i empower parents to walk this out how can i get healthy marriages how can i get healthy um families how can 
and and so it's it's interesting the shift to to resource and help the the family unit at large. Um, again, I, I reference one hope, but in they they use the the you know the three legs of a stool essentially to, to around spiritual vibrancy, which is the right. word of God, which we are right. bringing both here and at home, but at home and a spiritual community. Children yeah. want a community; they're missing that absolutely so a place much. to belong, right? <laughs> Exactly. But then that third element of home, how are you at Highlands taking that? Okay, so we've got smaller, we're building that. It's it, Content's important, but community is vital. How do we now bring that into the home? What, what are some of the things you're doing to really enhance at home and to engage with the families? Yeah, it's interesting because you know, Andy, you referenced um, that roundtable we were at where we had that brilliant professor walk us through like the history yep. of children's ministry. But she talked a lot about explicit learning, implicit learning, um, the different things, the learning styles. And so I, what was most revel- revelation for me is that I think a lot of times we're trying to give parents a lesson to do at home. And that is yes. that's going to be a low percentage for the ones that do it, that's awesome. Um, but that's yep. not going to be the big yield. You said it earlier when you said healthy marriages, healthy finances, yep. healthy yep. relationships, healthy community. I think what I'm focusing on right now, just praying for our families, is how do we help them with the everyday rhythms of life? Yes. Um, yes. Bringing Jesus, bringing our faith. You know, um, It's the little things. It's like routines. What do we do in the morning? What do we do at night? You know, the parent cue. What do we do in the car yes. ride? Um, what are the, you know, and so we're really working on um, some special devos. We had a huge success with um, a, a company we partnered with that makes Advent blocks. Um, we gave right. those out with the Devo uh, to our parents during the Christmas season. So like trying to capture those special moments, like parents yes. are more likely to build a routine around the holiday or something yep. that has tradition in it. So how do we help parents? And then you're going to celebrate Christmas. Yep. So how do we help make that a, a spiritual moment where you can really shepherd your children um, and kind of take those roles as spiritual leaders that. in the home? But I also think that every day I, I did my baby praise small group this morning. I have led the same small group for 15 years at Highlands. It's amazing. I sit on the floor with moms and babies. Love we it. sing Itsy Bitsy Spider. It's gold. Um, but we start our small group every morning with, you know, good morning, Lord. This is your day. I am your yes. child. Show me your ways. Amen. And I think about that simple, the five finger prayer. And yeah. I think now about the women in our church who have just been a part of that group and, you know, serve in the nursery. And now that's a rhythm. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Like that's an yes. everyday rhythm. So I think as children's pastors and leaders and those who influence parents, we need to help parents not with like another 10 point you know, lesson to go home and 100%. do, we need to help them with the everyday rhythms of, you know, bringing Jesus into the conversation. He's there with your children, asking your kids for forgiveness, you know, like yep. when you're wrong, modeling yep. grace. Yep. Um, I think it's those types of conversations. Yeah. And I think parents want that. Now, how we deliver that, I don't know. Um, is it, I think uh, so much every of it has to happen in the it's the small groups. It's the community. Yep. It's the church being the community. Um, yep. And so that's encouraging the sense. I don't feel like I need to go write another Devo. Um, right. But also we got to get people in community and connected yes. and older parents like me investing in younger parents. I think that's where we yep. have to, you know, spend our energy. Yeah. 
I think that's brilliant. And it's so liberating, I guess, hearing it from you, hearing it from other great children's pastors and leaders that it's not about creating another. Now, if you want to do a podcast once a month that helps have those totally. conversations with families, amazing. Um, we do well, one and, uh, with our and church said, and it's helpful. It is because the guiding research said that, that the guiding, re- guiding children research said yep. parents want the church to speak into some yep. hot button issues. So the podcast yep. and the, you know, yep. the, the parenting seminars, like I think there's space and we need yep. to like resource our families for sure. Um, but I think it's the everyday interactions and the modeling yep. and, the you know, helping our children, our parents have meaningful connections with their children. Um, yep. That really is, is where the longevity, you know, they say, you know, a child's going to grow up and I, growing up, I have, I'm a well-loved child, but what I remember most about my childhood are like holidays or times yep. that we broke routine or times that my parents traditions, like we always watch It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas Eve. Yes. So guess what? Right. My husband and my children have to watch It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas. It. So that those are the types of things, like how do we help our families and our church kind of create these rhythms um, these traditions that help seal up faith and yes. security in the lives of children. I think those yeah. are exciting things to think about. Yeah, I, I love that, and I, exactly, exactly right. I think that I think back. Um, there's a great book. I think it's called The Power of Moments, and yes. uh, and, and it just talks about you know it, it gives an illustration of someone that they go to Disneyland with their children, and you ask the children, how was it? It was a 10 best day ever. But if you break it down into small two hour blocks, it's like the stress of, you know, getting to the car park and, and getting there it, out of 10. That's a, that's a two, you know, but then you walked into magic and you see magic kingdom. Oh, it's a 10. And then you, you know, the dad pays, you know, mortgages his house to pay for lunch, right. you know, that's a one, but then your daughter's walking out or your son's walking out with Mickey ears at the end of the day. And I love that we're recording podcasts here and Christy's just running in and uh, it's all good. if you're watching, amazing. If you're listening, um, we're literally recording live. Um, so everyone who's watching later, Christy's just saying hi to Beth. That's my girl. Um, it's amazing. Um, so we, um, you average it all out. And at the end of the day, the bad bits drop and only one re- and you only remember the highs. And and I think that exactly. if we can like encourage the parents and, and, and even church leaders, whether it's on a Sunday, you're not gonna destroy a child's faith because you throw the curriculum out today because it's too hot, the air condition broke, and you're just gonna go, let's just do whatever it takes today. And, and, you know, you, but we didn't do worship. <laughs> you know what? It's okay. And then likewise, yeah, the parents, okay. you haven't wrecked their faith because you haven't done your, you know, this devotion routinely. I think it's what you're saying is, is modeling the Christian faith in every season. I got something said to me the other day. It was actually really cool. A kid's pastor sent me I'll, I'll send it to you, Beth. Um, toothbrush tails, because they go, what's something that kids do every day? And they brush That's their right. teeth. But how long do they have right. to brush their teeth for? You want them to brush their teeth for two minutes. Right. So the toothbrush tail goes for two minutes and it tells the story of Jonah or whoever. And, and within two minutes tells a Bible story. And I'm like, I love this innovation, that sort of space of trying to find something that piggybacks onto a routine that you already have to do but you now build some sort of spiritual um, element about it. And I think that's really 
what you're explaining, expressing what I feel is where we're moving to, um, to both reinforce, yeah, Sunday's great teaching, but that's community, that's sitting eye to eye, that's sitting in circles. And then during the week, um, really equipping and resourcing families to live out this faith. If we can do that, wow, I think we're going to see stronger, more resilient, passionate Christians coming through this Gen Alpha. Well, it's so true because you said the word resilient. And I want to give a shout out to um, the book Resilient by Valerie Bell that came out. I read it this past summer, but it's based on the new um, research that Barna did with Awana and a great book. Um, I highly recommend it, Resilient. And it's about raising resilient child discipleship um, in the church. And but the long and short of it is highly recommend it. But they said basically for, to produce a child who's going to be a resilient disciple of Jesus Christ, they need three things to belong, to believe and to become. And those words have just been like evaluating our Sundays, evaluating our environments, wow. evaluating team. Um, you know, are, are we creating places and spaces of belonging? Um, you know, when I think about believe, you know, are we are we holding up the word of God? Are we, you know, are we are yeah. we giving our kids a rich, thick gospel narrative? You yeah. know, are we are we really, you know, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word. So how are we stewarding the word and and um, you know having that space where um, with our church in our church services with our kids like we have an opportunity to deliver the good news like i don't ever want to lose the wonder of that and then becoming this was so interesting in their research that to produce resilient discipleship in a child um you know they need to be owners in the church and so the Mm. younger we can get them serving the younger we can get them applying their faith um whether that's in how they pray for their friends or how they give or how they serve or you know discovering gifts and talents inside of them that you know that's going to lend to you know what the book and the the new research from Awana and Barna says resilient discipleship and I mean, obviously that's what we want um but that's kind of what I'm talking to our team about right now or you know are those three things um in every area and we're even here at Highlands right now we kind of have an internal slogan we're working on right now which is um you know, numbers are, you know, we're, we're known for being a systems church, you know, we, yep. we, 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 you know, we, we like a system. Um, but, but really the cry of our hearts right now is know the one, like, yeah. like yep. know that person, you know, know yes. every child, know their story. And I, it was so beautiful. I had every campus send me at least one story of every child, you know, just one child. And, and I think that's the power. Like if I walk in on a Sunday to serving kids, you know, I want to leave really knowing one child's story that day. And if every leader, you know, does that, imagine the ripple effect that happens in the belonging, believing, becoming, if we really just focus on those face-to-face interactions, those conversations. Um, And that's true with our parents as well. So I'm challenging myself, you know, to make sure I'm sitting down with the church member, you know, at least I'm having a lunch, I'm having a coffee, I'm hearing their story. Like, what are you going through in your parenting? Uh, What are you going through in your marriage? Um, Because that's, I mean, that's, that's community. That's what, That's that's what we need to be about. So. I love it. Well, we could chat all day. Christy might want to come back and have a conversation. It's uh, part of uh, sitting in the public space in the church offices here. But anyway, Beth, it has been brilliant chatting through this. Um, 
And those that are listening on the podcast, please reach out. Uh, and if you're wanting any of these resources, re-listen to the ones that we shared out with her. Oh, this is a great read. This is a great resource and book. I'll put in the link uh, on the on the on my Instagram here around the uh, the guiding children's uh, report that we we focused on, and uh, as well as that, emailing it out to any of those that are um, happen to be watching this. Happy to share that with you. Beth, thank you once again for always being willing to share, to talk, to help leaders globally. Uh, you're just such a a brilliant leader, brilliant thinker, and I value so much our friendship, but also just your willingness just to speak life into all the kids, pastors, and leaders. So thank you again for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. I love every time I get to be with uh, you guys. So it's awesome. Alrighty. Well, for those who are listening, um, once again, thanks so much. And we look forward to uh, seeing you next month.